What's going on, everyone? It's Mitch from RespectMyRegion.com coming back with another episode of the North American Weed Tour podcast, looking at the best in legal cannabis across the map and beyond. Today, joined by special guest Andres Dre Newman of Juicy Holdings. How are you doing today, Dre? Excellent. Good to see you, Mitch. Thanks for having me. Awesome, man. Excited to have you on here. So uh, I didn't give you this prerequisite before we started, but I kick off every episode with our guest origin story around the plant, the plant of the conversation, obviously being cannabis. So whether it's personal, professional, or a little bit of both, I'm just kind of curious when you and cannabis uh, uh, started your relationship. So I, I met I met two times with cannabis. I don't I can make this longer. I make it like a little bit snappy. So the first time, really, <clears throat> I was... I was 18 and there was like, I was part of this little gang in Germany. It was like around Munich. And there was some older guys who would just showed up with some weed and they said, we're selling it as well. And I was like, I got really intrigued by it. And then I smoked something with them. And I think it was hash. It was coming from Morocco or something, you know, like it was like this little bricks and you had to cut something off and then you do a spliff basically out of it. And I did that and I got so tired and like it was kind of like after that experience, I thought this is not my thing. I'm, I'm kind of like more like an upbeat guy and it's like too mellow for me. So 30 years later, I walk into an artist, my friend's studio, Connor Tingley, who is like a great artist in L.A. And, and there's this sexy package on the table like this black package uh, and it, it's called master leaf and i said well, wow this looks like a like a cigarette it's like some or cigars or something it was so sexy packaging and like didn't know what was inside us what is this and he says it's my brand andreas it says it says our friend there and like What's that? what brand is it like oh, it's a cannabis brand it's like wow well, oh, i said is it legal even <laughs> i said that is not out yet <laughs> but it will be or it is and then then i got so wow and I was working with the Queens of the Stone Age exactly that time, like uh, this, my, my, my friends, this, this punk rock band, and, and we were doing the new album. And I was thinking, we have to have our own brand. It's like being called the Queens of the Stone Age, right? Like Stone mm. Age. You have to, the inventors of the, of the stoner rock uh, music genre, really. Like, we got to have a weed brand. And then, I, then that, that was my second meet with it. And then I was um, looking for a partner and just ended up in, in a very weird way, ended me up joining Jushi, become part, part of the family in Jushi, invested in Jushi and so on. So it was, this was fabulous. And then um, from the day I joined Jushi, and this is like how I do it. Like, this is like, this is like, oh, I think how you should do it. Every day I've consumed every night, every night. Like uh, not during the day. I'm not the type I could do it during the day, but every night I try all our products. I try to, I started with the waving from the edibles to the, anything you can imagine, olive oil, you know, California, if I have popcorn mm -hmm. here it's, uh, with cannabis infused. So, and I have the stores here, so we can, we can really, I, I, I really urge everybody to try everything. And, and this is now for three and a half years, every day. I didn't miss a day. Even when I go places, uh, I don't miss a day. And it, I, it really changed, it changed me as a person i think it changed lots of medical stuff like it changed my my aches my my pain i had back pain all this, this stupid stuff you get i've been doing a lot of lots of sports and then uh it's i think it's, it's as well it's such an amazing thing how it changed my perception i th i think i always say it takes the desperation out and and mm. if you said if you're always hustling and around you have to, have to look for the next deal or like here and there's entertainment business you know it you've been there it's always something, and and I, I think sometimes it's better to go back, chill, do your stuff, and and let this let the things come, right? And I think that's the big difference between weed and alcohol. Alcohol is just like a bang; it blocks it out, and it's and, and you have no connection with the universe anymore. 
with weed, it just opens it up. It puts you in a different level. You now receive things you've never received before. You see things you've never seen before. You feel things you've never felt before. It's like it's like very close to music in a way, right? It has no mm -hmm. canvas. It's like kind of like it's 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 a, it's just a feeling, like art. So this is how I made my thing. So art, music, cannabis for me, one thing go lovely together, and I'm so excited. Like I couldn't even. I'm so excited to be in this business now. So it's a, it's been an amazing journey. Absolutely, can and that's you know one of the things and and running this podcast and talking with so many people and even beyond the podcast, a lot of the stories we've done. Um, you know, cannabis. I always say it's so many things for so many different people, right? Like yeah. it, it, it is medicine for a lot of people, and it's medicine in many different ways. Whether it is of physical ailments of the mind, of coping with other. Uh, yeah. you know, drugs that they have to take for, for those ailments or, or whatever, right? It can be so many things in so many different places. And then when you look at creativity, right, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, painting, whether it's photography, videography, music, yeah. and all the different forms of music, right? Cannabis can impact people in many different ways. Oh. Um, and I, I've, I've personally always been a big proponent. I've dealt with back pain myself. And I said, cannabis has always helped the pain a little bit. But the way I've always described it to people is when you have chronic pain, you have something that you're never able to turn off. And mm -hmm. while it does something physically to you, it eventually does something mentally to you. If you can never turn this thing off, you want to turn off. And cannabis for me, historically, has always been that like break from that in my own mind even if the pain might still be there my my mind can be somewhat at peace yeah it, 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 it separates it out and you can sometimes you have you know diving into the strains you can focus with some stuff more less you're trying you have to try everything and, and lately i've tried uh, the first time i observed the, the the ending or the beginning of my journey ended up with the with the puffco Pafco um, enjoying the concentrates, right? And the concentrates are completely new level. I mean, this is like something you have to get into. And I think uh, I, I wasn't ready for it for a long time uh, because it looks kind of like uh, they have the bong and it looks kind of dodgy in a way, right? So like a little bit extreme. But then uh, I, I saw these wonderful devices we sell in our stores where they puff Pafco. And those, these, these, are, these are amazing like devices i can only imagine how they will look like in like five years imagine how, how they how the progress they will make and it's when you smoke this concentrate it takes out everything else for me it's like it's the reset of the a reset mm -hmm. of resets you could already have smoked the joy and took some edibles the, the the concentrate specifically the solvent the solvent that's the really pure stuff bang it sets up a new level of consciousness and it raises everything else that i've never seen before so uh, at least it happens when I when I do it. So uh, super interesting. What an interesting uh, what an interesting product this is, right? It's just never ends and surprising me to be honest. Absolutely, yeah. The progression keeps going. So obviously, obviously, a juicy. You're the, the chief of creative. Um, how many brands? Because it's plant touching brands and retail mm -hmm. brands how many brands are, are underneath the portfolio or you might have to estimate because i know there might be a lot no, of different really. <laughs> just we have to do this every day so so brands i always say we have nine brands uh six okay. of them are a consumer a consumer brands uh, three of them are different retail brands you know because we, when we started jushi we basically um very very strong money strong backbone management these guys came in they knew they wanted to get in the business but when you start with lots of money and some then you and specifically the cannabis industry you had to kind of know where's the best place to put my money and to build that business from so our journey was starting in retail really and 
we our first uh, our first purchase was like a company called Beyond Hello in Pennsylvania, which was only then two stores. Now we have 18 in Pennsylvania, which we built out and, and we went through a completely rebranding re there and everything. So this is one of the brands and this is what we started. So we had a strategy retail first. We had to fix our retail program, like, you know, the flow of it. I'm always, I'm very big in like customer experience and like user experience. So we fixed then over the time, the right flow for those stores. Every state is different, different compliance, everything, but well, we've, we've, I think we fixed it in a way that we, we think physically we have the best experience. The same we did with digital. And then we started later, I'm getting to the point now, you're asking about the brand. So we started to purchase more brands. One is called Nature's Remedy in Massachusetts. And the other uh, retail brand is, is, is called New Leaf in Nevada, which we just purchased. So there's four, four stores or three stores there. Uh, uh, Massachusetts, two New Leafs, and the rest is all beyond hello around, around uh, the nation. And... Um, when we got this fixed and we got vertically integrated in those states and we, we were sure the product we're producing is at the level we can say, this is really good. We launched our first two brands, which first we launched with brands we bought, we bought as well. And this is heritage kind of like famous brands from Colorado. One is called The Lab and the other one is called The Bank. So they were at, at the time, they were pretty uh, famous in, in Colorado for their solventless and for their like great concentrate and all that. So we celebrate that in Pennsylvania. We released that in Pennsylvania. Um, so, so we did with the bank. And then we added more brands. We have now an edible brand, Tastology. We added a, a, a very innovative brand. I think it's based on just the stuff which falls down. We invented a new category with our brand called Sachet. It's like a it's kind of an adventure itself. It just puts the stuff which falls down. Could be anything, grinds it up, puts it in a jar, sells it pretty cost efficient. People love. People never complain about it. They don't expect. There's not too high expectations, but you're always so positively surprised. It's maybe it doesn't taste the ultimate like an indoor from whatever up north in California, but it has a. It tastes okay and it has a great effect. So what do you want more? So you don't complain about that. So and um, <clears throat> we keep, we keep as well to our roots. We kept our roots. We have as well a medical brand. We started with a CBD brand, which we're not doing anymore. We we have a, a brand called Nira, which is like. Uh, based for tinctures and capsules, it's very strong. We have in Pennsylvania, it's a very, uh, very medical, so very medical market, and you have a lot of real uh, patients with issues, and they need this kind of tinctures and, and capsules, a little bit stronger as well. Sometimes you have in California, you have to have a, um, a, a prescription for that stuff. There's there's some fifty mm -hmm. me uh, milligram uh, capsules and stuff. So. So we have that as well. So we, we have the whole portfolio, really, you know, like uh, of what you need and building out more um, and testing a lot in, in our, our smallest markets. We have only three stores in California. And this is this is for us uh, the place where we test uh, our new brands, new concepts as well, sexier packaging concepts, different stuff. You know, California is our testing thing and then be trying to implement that into our other markets. I think always California is the one, you know, where you, where a brand really has to start. It's like it's like jeans or anything else, really. <laughs> if you cannot start in like wherever, like in Wyoming. Maybe something can start in Wyoming. I don't know why I say even Wyoming, no offense. But yeah. <laughs> in the middle of somewhere, I think it always needs that fa fashion lifestyle thing. And California has the right feel to it and the right history, you know. And um, there's we haven't even started yet, I think, in, in this department. At the moment, we're just fixing, filling, fixing, filling, offering good stuff cannot do too much marketing you know you have to just make sure the the, the proof is in the pudding as you say it's it's it, it, you, you have good product and that will that will go long long way right with the customers 
Yeah, I mean, that's a great strategy from my from my perspective, being an outside perspective. But looking at California is one of the most picky, obviously one of the most historic when it comes to cannabis. It's it's the mecca of cannabis, whether we're exactly. talking legal, illegal, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, when we're exactly. in the United States. Doesn't you know, matter. California is the mecca. And if you can prove something there in that market, in such a highly competitive market, it'll most likely be able to go to some of these other markets that aren't as competitive. When it comes to managing different brands that obviously some of these brands speak to different people. Some of them are based on acquisitions and, and regional. Um, and some of them might be limited by, by regulation. I know some States like regular regulatory, you can't have vertically like brands at every level name yeah. the same, yeah. or you might have a, a cap yeah. on how many brands could be on X amount of retail stores. But when it, when it comes to the, the, just the creative approach to these different brands, and cannabis specifically, what are some of the just the nuances that need to be accounted for when creating cannabis brands or messaging for for the, the desired demographic for that? Because obviously it's a CPG at this point, but some of us, myself included, do do make the argument that there is some nuance that is involved in cannabis that's a little bit different from potentially other CPG goods. Yeah, yeah. first of all, that's a very, very cool question, Mitch, because so, so look at Jushi, for example. So when, when I joined, so... I started the creative, the creative movement or the creative department there. So Jushi is very Jushi works focused on creativity and with great finance backbone. So even our create they 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 all super they're all super bankers. Bankers, in my opinion, being a creative is as super creative as well. And if you have this combination, if 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 these guys let you do what what you think is right, if the expert and they we let them do what they do and we work together in harmony. It's just, this is unstoppable, right? So coming to your point, we don't do any marketing in Jushi. So we don't, uh, let's say we do, we, I call it more communication or something, but I think the plant has not deserved to be called as we have to market weed, you know, like we have to market it. And like, that's such a, that goes so much against the kind of the, the moral ethic against that beautiful thing. You, you don't have to market. You always have some, you have, you're selling something people love already. Imagine. Where can you do that? This is something people love already. You don't have to have the iPhone and have to make them love it. I have already something they love. So now, what do I put around it is the big question. You, 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 you said that, what do I put around this thing everybody loves already, which makes it even more lo lo lovingly to them or don't I even need that? So there's the categories of flower, for example. Is it really, does flower really need any like 15 layers of packaging plus you can pack it up and this has a little spoiler and unfolds itself and then it's like beautiful opens up and then I see a little piece of weed in there and I say okay packaging goes in the it goes in the bin weed goes in my mason jar and then I open another one throw that away as well so I think uh, flower is more like a commodity even you have to be very creative in how you sell it I have different so so I have different opinions on it. We have different stores. For example, our Vega stores is very interesting. It's my favorite. They really um, sell it like in a bakery. So we just purchased New, New Leaf. Had New Leaf, our, our retail brand in, in, in Nevada, has always had that system. They show their own flower in the in the in the in the glass uh, uh, and You see really the you see the the flower which you will buy. You see it there. You have like you see what strain is, and then you can say I want some of that one and some of that one. And then they say, okay, great, boom. And then they, you get some unspectacular house brand flower 
which has that stuff in there, which is on the shelf. So I think it's like a bakery nearly, like a like a like a French mm -hmm. bistro or French. You see the French bread. I want it, put it in a thing and take it. So this is an interesting way of doing it. Then it's there was a time when in Pennsylvania or those markets you cannot do that. You cannot see anything. You can just have a the box looks nice. Nobody knows what's in inside, including the people who sell it. Right? They don't know what they're selling you because they're not allowed to look at it. So that that was already like I was like one and a half years ago. I think there was now all the stuff we worked on. So they get tours in the facility, the bartenders, and they see what they're selling. And so they, you have to overcome all that stuff. But uh, in general, every market is different. Of course, that's a challenge. You have big different compliance things. You have different percentages. In Massachusetts, you only can have maximum is a five uh, milligram edible. In California, it can be 10. So, so you, it's always, everything is different. So you have to, the challenges to create for, as well for cost reasons, like a, a packaging concept, which is, can cater to all this and, and, and it is loud in the store. And that's how I always saying everybody is doing it. I'm not saying any trade secrets here. The Mylar bags is a new hip thing, you know, like you put everything in an unspectacular, sustainable, low carbon footprint packaging concept, like a Mylar bag. You have more real estate on the packaging. You have a big, big uh, opportunity to make some noise in the front. And in the back, you can plaster this with all the compliance stuff needed. And then you have a good concept, I think. I think uh -huh. this is like you have to look at it. it, it it's certain as soon as as soon as flour is processed, like in pre-rolls or like or like distillate or vapes or everything, then the game changes. I think then I believe more in brands. Flour, I believe less in brands, and I don't want to really sell it like this. Like compared literally within with Whole Foods with, with the strawberries or bananas. Are you really like have to have the dole bananas? I, I know it's a strong brand, but do you really? Uh, look at this, and if there's there's only Chiquita there, they say, okay, I take the Chiquita one. They don't give a shit as long as they look good, right? So that's with flour, and when its process is different, then it's kind of the jam, and then you can build the whole story around. It comes from South of France, the fruits of South of France, with infused beautiful buds from Humboldt, <laughs> and then you get you get mouse bordering stuff, and 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 can build like that story, and that's kind of not want to call it marketing, but as well, like it's a presentation. So it's a little bit tasty and mouthwatering, right? But it's not, I don't want to shuffle this down your throat. You have to always, you have to make good stuff. They just, uh, I love that the press was commenting in, in Massachusetts yesterday in our, about our, our, when we spent so much time on it, Mitch, to get this right, this vegan gummy we have there. Um, and they're saying this taste is a vegan gummy. So strawberry, whatever, elderberry, so many, they say, these gummies taste that grow on the tree. <laughs> so, so good they are, so, so fresh. So that's a good compliment. You know, you have to never stop like making great stuff. And if the great stuff, yes, you cannot really advertise. So it's word of mouth. This person will tell the other. Of course, there's online and they can tell more others when they repost it or send it out in their profiles, which have thousands of followers or like hundreds of followers is already better than I tell only one person. But the main thing in cannabis is always is the... Word of mouth, you, you can see the store by driving by, and then you tell somebody else. There's the Google My Business, and there's the loyalty, uh, the loyalty programs, which can end up into big promotions or like apps and stuff. You can launch to, to really give people special treatments uh, and loyal customers special platforms to get exclusive stuff for them and so on. So this is what you have to take care of, like these days, I think. Um, and then uh, overall. I have to say, it, it's not that complicated. If you come from Europe, like myself, like I was working in Saatchi and Saatchi in Europe and big agencies, I mean, we have like 15, 20 countries with different languages, with different mm -hmm. products, all the Procter & Gamble uh, products. They, 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 
it's called something different in Italy than in Germany and different in Spain, different in Hungary than Romania or like in whatever Austria. So it's not that complicated, really. It's only I think it's for people complicated who have never been in in the outside world. It's just let you work and make sure you find formulas which are not wasting money and have a and bring your ego always in and just want to make I make this so nice for myself. Nobody needs it. You know, like you have to really design for the consumer i want mm. the weed not like the the packaging goes in the bin and then i don't want to pay more for the weed because of the great packaging or celebrity is attached to it or something like nobody wants that i mean maybe one time i buy something because of a celebrity and then i keep the box and i put it on my shelf but i'm not gonna uh, go buy this again when i have better weed uh, just in in a nice bag <laughs> so, yeah so yeah, that's my, yeah. my my humble opinion, and we 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 this our strategy as well. So we we always striving to to improve those and make specifically stuff more sustainable as well. You know, it's like you so much waste in in the world with plastic and this packaging shit. We we don't want this anymore. It's like uh, we we're doing everything to be be really really careful with that stuff because the world doesn't need any more plastic thrown around. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And on the, on the topic of retail, you know, you, you brought up a couple of the retail brands earlier. I, I know um, your guys' stores in Pennsylvania, I believe, the Beyond Hello, every store is a little bit different, right? You kind of cater the design to the locale of where it's mm -hmm. located mm -hmm. and, and don't try and make it cookie cutter and copy and paste. What, no. goes in, what, what goes into making sure it has the same feel, the same brand, the same experience yet, or not, you know, same customer experience, but a different experience and different vibe in, in each of yeah, those so stores. I think it's it's very similar. It's like look at look at um, we we looked at other. It's kind of a even that is standard. You know, you look at in in the outside world, right? You look at your environment. When you have a Starbucks in Malibu, they look at it like okay, it's on the beach. Let's have a little beach. Right? Let's have the driftwood there, and like have like some nice art installation with some driftwood. We go in the city is different. We go to Japan, it's different. It's inspired by so. This is what we do, you know. When we in Grover Beach, uh, we have our own merch for every store. We have we have great talented in-house. Is this everything's in-house? My my creative so like the creative team. They're doing like amazing merch. They do custom merch for every store, which is a worked-out system. It's not costing more. Or something. It's just like okay, it's just a little bit like you have to be coordinated. That store gets that, but sometimes the the Pennsylvania store get as well merch from California, right? Which they love. You know, they they don't hate the palm trees. This was something in the beginning. They're like, oh, we've got merch in 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 Pennsylvania from California. It's like, yeah, they love palm trees as well. So, <laughs> and and we have that on, and it's fun. Yeah? So so we make every store. We get inspired by the environment. I sometimes even go out and it sounds super unscalable, but it it is scalable because we can do. <laughs> we only have forty stores, so uh, or thirty seven or something. Um, I go out and, and sometimes shoot even the, when I'm there, I'm business traveling, I'm a photographer as well. I go out, get inspired by the environment, do some shots. I did that in, in Joshua Tree for um, for our Palm Springs store. I did some shots in Joshua Tree specifically for the store and we printed it out hmm. uh, in the store. And now you have like this kind of feeling of like, this, even like a private home you go in there. It's like very, very curated. Then there's all this tumblewood stuff flying around in, in the desert on the, on the, on the streets. Our our interior designer, he picked up them from the street, put them in the stores and lit them. And everybody comes in the stores and says, wow, this, this tumbleweed looks great. It didn't cost anything. It's just an idea, right? So you don't have mm -hmm. to like, okay, that's the big problem when you then have a have a big expensive like uh, corporate departments who then say, okay, how we, can we make this store like 
fit the environment. Then they say, okay, let's get a let's get a wall from old old wall from the Parker Hotel in Palm Springs and put it here. Then people will feel the the same. So and then half a million dollar later, that's done, and and, and you, you have no money to sell wheat or buy wheat anymore. So <laughs> it's it you know you have to do it with you have to keep that store price at a certain level. We have always been very disciplined about our budgets there. And solve solve the stuff with creativity. You know, you 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 do custom stuff. You find the tumbleweed on the street, costs nothing. Put a light there, the light is there anyway. I go shoot photos, we're gonna print them out, doesn't cost much. Um, and it looks like a dream. When you go there, you can see photos online. This is like a it's one of our most beautiful stores, the Palm Springs one. Because as well, we rebranded Beyond Hello in a very mid-century modern way. Like yes, this looks a little bit like the Beverly Hills Hotel. If you see the the type, the type now we took as well, the the um, the forward slash out which they had in there. So it's, we did little modifications on the brand we've bought, um, updated it as well for the outlook of uh, outlook of uh, recreational, uh, which those stores and now in Illinois and Massachusetts and or will be in Massachusetts or in Illinois or like in all in in Virginia as well. So we have in lots of other states to be on hellos now, and they all look like now. 50s mid-century modern inspired by that by that time which is very hip now but i think it was always hip it, it will always be it's always a classic right so that's the that's the thing and you you as you said you always try to make it like part of the community because the customers they're only like six miles around it right so there's not mm-hmm. there's not the whole of uh, california customer of my <laughs> like grover grover beach store right there's only like a little area if you imagine it so that's the, he experiences everything. If they go one time, they have to come back. If otherwise, we don't have to do anything. You know that that's all the focus has to go on. That make the experience the best it could be. Take all the frictions out, and that experience starts in the digital when I go to the website, and it ends when I walk out out the store with my product. Right. So it's not like only going to the store. There's so many touch points: the the curbsides, the delivery, the pre-order. How fast do I get through express windows? Or do I have do I have to have a mandatory or not mandatory session with a real pharmacist who in Pennsylvania, which is mandatory if you have your first visit, and he's going to educate you 15 minutes about like all the intake methods and what what's best for your conditions, and then you hand it over already to the <clears throat> to the hipster bartender. And um, I always say that it's important it's important for us as a company we will never get rid of this like kind of like this hello in beyond hello. Uh, because we we want to we want to we want to make sure that the medical patient is really always respected when uh, even if the state turns into recreational it's so important you know like we've done this in illinois and i've seen it what hap- what can happen you know when you when you turn this around and then the next day the medical patient comes and there's a line like as long as three blocks around they all want weed and the medical patients cannot get their medicine anymore. Mm-hmm. So we created our lines for them and all that. So it will be always, always a, a big focus of us to, to satisfy the, these, these people in need, you know, like uh, they, they really need it. They don't not just want to get high. They really have, have cancer and, and, and stuff, PTSD, pain, sleep problems, all that stuff. So got to cater for that. Absolutely. And, and we, I've seen it in all the markets when it changes over from medical to rec. And, and I always say everyone's invited into the conversation at that point, but it's important to hold on to those people that oh. have, have, have been there. Um, and, and like you said, need, need this, um, you know, you brought, you brought up shooting photo- photos in there. So I know you're a photographer yep. that has done quite a bit of work in, in the music realm and, and on that earlier speak about how 
you know, cannabis is so many things for so many people. Music is a similar thing, although it's a quite different. It's not a product, right? It's an art form, but it is something yep. that is so many things for so many individuals. How do you see kind of those worlds of cannabis and music collide or piggyback off one another? Yeah, for me, it's a, for me, it's a natural, you know, like I, I went like I've, I've, I've basically I live in both worlds always. So because one one is fire, kind of feeding the other. So cannabis, cannabis is my number one focus. Right. So but the music and all my 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 relationship with the artists, only even the, the the photos I take, the 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 projects I take on, they always I look at it always today in an angle. How can I how can I bring this two together? Right. It's so much fun because, I mean, it obviously music and cannabis there's nothing goes better uh, together ever uh, i always say as well like good comparison for a good store is always the good the good old vinyl stores right when you remember like a vinyl store this is how, like a good a good record store of the old days this is like a weed store today there's a there's the bartender he knows what's new the people always want new stuff they don't want like 15 times baba kush or like jack herrera they like, want to try some other stuff ah some new oh, where's that from where's that from so it's like music it's like it used to be, right? You have to your 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 guy in the vinyl. So you ask him what's new. Uh, oh, they released a new records over there, and you don't even know where it is. So very similar. Um, and I try to I try to bring this always together. So for example, we will definitely do some big collaborations with 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 bands like Queens of the Stone Age, and we we just uh, uh, we, we we as well in in the talks with bands like Spoon, more a little bit indie smaller bands, you know, like who who all want their own. Uh, not necessary to make money, and it's not a celebrity concept. It's more like expressing yourself. You're releasing a new album now. Let's release our own strain, which is called one of the songs of the album, so people can kind of let's let's smoke it and listen to it at the same time. So it's all like fun. It's more like fun, you know, like it's fun and fun is fun is always good and fun sells as well. I think uh, not in a bad way. I think in a in a good way because people want to have fun and it's like uh, uh, it it goes together like no other i think it, you just have to be careful you not do it like celebrity concept and bullshit where you're like okay the, you need, now i have my own weed brand who, who gives a shit right it's more like there has to be have a there has to be a story behind it and when mm -hmm. I, when we do this with queens of the stone age the name alone then josh's josh's whole like how he how he got there where he is now um yeah cannabis played a role in it right and 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 then doing something together and honoring this in a, in a, in a, maybe in like a, call it more like a drop, not a permanent product. It's more like let's drop some strain and it's a limited edition, like we always do with photos as well. And then it's over. It's just there for the people. It's not so much for, let's make some, uh, this is like a big business again. Like this is just business is always good when people love this product, right? So you don't need the band to sell the weed, but you can give them more fun even. And then that has to be the, 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 the outcome. Give them more fun. Have just, just, just put that that sushi in a different, <laughs> a different, different shape. It's great sushi, right? So like, when it's have a little bit different in, in, for for one night, so it's not the same. So that that's 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 what we're trying to do. Definitely no celebrity concepts, which cost lots of money, and is in the end. Yeah, great. I mean, I, I've been very critical on a lot of the celebrity brands. I, you know, the consumer, like you said, the consumer wants cannabis at a certain price and just because you put someone's face or name on it and upcharge them you know most consumers are going to see right through it. like you said maybe they'll buy it one time for the novelty or or the yeah, yeah. because they don't satisfy their bloody fan or they give it to somebody because they're a fan of justin bieber or whatever 
which is not 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 against Justin Bieber, but it's like how much how how long is that going to go? That if you know the if you know the business, there's nothing you should never do this, in my opinion. But it's my Man, opinion. It's, Other people might yeah. be might be loving it, but. Yeah, and I, it's just not due to the margins of cannabis and where the consumers at. It's just not profitable. You know, if, if a celebrity wants to get involved and do a multi-million deal, what That's you have to link in back to the company to make the profits and That's what right. that puts to the consumer, the math just doesn't make sense. No, it, it doesn't those. make sense. And, and you see that you don't even have to try it. You see that. If, I mean, I've done this in the real world. Again, I've done like uh, only on like my 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 fragments my fragrance uh, experience like with celebrities and like doing doing fragrances for with Naomi Campbell and all this the, the, there it kind of makes sense but even that is temporary if that guys are not 100% on brand and really like go the extra mile for you and are, are the greatest I just saw that we have a little bit of connection issues here. Yeah, yeah, you just came back. You, you froze for a second, but you're back with us. Excellent. Okay, I don't know if you heard what the last thing I said, but uh, I think it has to be super authentic and has to be real. They, they, my relationship, when we do something, they are real. They're my friends. You know, when we did Colin Hanks's, uh, Hanks Kachiefs in the stores, which we still carry in the stores, he's my friend. You know, like we, I call Colin, we talk together. Hey, you're doing this, this bandanas. Um why don't we put them in the store? You only sell them online. We want to be the first store, have them in the store. Hmm. It's amazing. Yeah, let's do it. And it's not a big, uh, it's not like, okay, here's a multi-million dollar deal. And, and it's just friends doing stuff together, helping each other. And this is how it comes across. And I think this is how it should be. But it's not easy. There you have to, there you have to be lucky, like me, who sometimes falls into that. But I'm, I'm putting the work in, right? I do a lot of photos and I meet a lot of people and they, I, building relationships so that that's why you can say that so casually right but it's, it's not like comes everybody can do that so which just puts us again apart from the rest i think it's the only way to do it absolutely absolutely Authent authenticity especially especially in this space you know it's it's not a it's not a widget um you know on on giving back to the community and, and just having responsibility i know you were saying you know mentioning earlier about not going into, you know, taking into account waste and, and just trying to be mindful. Obviously, that's helpful from a cost perspective, but it's also a little bit of, you know, corporate responsibility, you know, that, that right. some some corporations feel that some people don't care in certain regards. Yeah. Some people really take that yeah. to heart. What yeah. are some of the initiatives that, that Juicy is doing, Juicy is doing um, in that realm of corporate responsibility beyond just being mindful of, of waste and packaging? I, I love that question. You know, that question is I, I always I want to answer it very honestly. Because so when we started Jushi, there's of course you start a company, then you first have a company, then you have to make sure you get your idea right, you have to get your strategy right, you have to get raise your money. Then at some point you're starting to hire people, more people, more people, and then at some point somebody says, "Where's the CSR strategy here of this company?" It's like, it's like what? What is that even? You so like so it's like then okay, you have to do good if you're a good big company. You have to do good. You have to show you're doing good. So that's okay. I have to show you're doing good. But it's like what we never wanted to do is just do something for doing it, and then okay, tick that box. Not interested. Okay, we have CSR. Yeah, we have that. That's it. So so what we did, and I, I'm very proud of it. What we what we achieved here. So <clears throat> we're looking at our stuff. You know, we we 
we definitely have a good relationship, or like a very interesting relationship with water, because water, we, we waste a lot of it. And we have to really make sure in those big growths, you know, this is like recycled. There's a lot of initiative. I, I hear how we really want to improve that part of it, right? So we're not water wasters. And so what we did is, so, so another friend of mine who I ran into, uh, Lucas White, uh, at this, this all kind of comes together. This is cannabis again. The, the universe has sent me this, this man, Lucas White, who has, a, who has a foundation called Drop for Drop. And this foundation, we, we in partnership with them, we donated uh, basically to build wells in Africa and India, water wells. So we have a water issue. We as well, we went as the, one of the first ones in, in cannabis or even like with Lucas, one of the first ones who did that like as, a, as a corporation, went out there and built like, I think our first run was like eight wells around Africa and India. And these, these wells, every one of these wells changes like thousands of people's lives right there. They have no drinking water. That's the most, they, they cannot wash themselves. They cannot, that has an impact on education, going to school. How do I feel and everything? I mean, like people, people, people die, you know, because of that, because of, because of bad water and stuff. So, so this is a big initiative we did. We even sent a film team there. You can see it on our website. And it was like, it's a big, uh, big um, uh, movement. And then we have this water drop for drop, this, this canned water, which is as well, by the way, like the official water of, uh, for example, the Glastonbury um, Music Festival in the UK, or like here, Snapchat and Google have it in the offices. So house has it. Uh, it's a full sustainable uh, metal canned uh, water, which is the most sustainable one, uh, cans. Uh, and there's no not no big writing about it. And we give this away, for example, in our Palm Springs, where we give this to every customer for free. And what we're getting, every everyone we're giving away, we actually making money again for drop for drop to build more bells. So and we're piloting this now in one store, but we roll this out to all the stores, to all our offices. Imagine how much wells we can build in the end. And if <laughs> if Jushi doesn't work in the end or whatever happens. We did, we did something bloody good because those words, they, can stay, they will be there for 15 years and, and, and they will help people. And I think that's already for our for the, the taking care of the karma. And then we do all the other stuff as well. Everybody else is doing, you know, the laundry project. Of course, we're very engaged in our communities. We're trying to really get around the communities, not only, okay, they do all this stuff in Africa, but what about us in America, right? There's big water problems in America, which we want to tackle. There's filter systems we want to invest in who like can can help people in, in the States as well to make bad water, good water, which is a big deal. There's areas, even in California, people have no good water. They, the, the government mm -hmm. supports them to get like water from, from, from Walmart, you know, like canned or bottled water because you cannot drink it. If you drink it, sick. So big deal. And then, and then we have like all this, like the laundry project and the last prisoner project. We're supporting all that, 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 that these, these charities as well. We do a lot of, want to do a lot of our veterans, of course. And this is, again, that's why I have, a perfect fit with Colin, you know, Colin, the Hanks family stands for the, you know, they stand for their movies with the veterans, They're always a good soldier. And I think they have a big, big love to, to the, to the veterans. And that's why I have this brand in the stores as well. You know, like this, 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 this is a symbol for like our, our respect to the people who've served, served this country and, and sometimes come back and nobody gives a shit about them. Right. So, so we, we're very um, supportive and all that and, and trying to do more and more in, 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 this, in this department. But it had to, be, had to be coming natural, I think. And this mm -hmm. is my favorite is the water one because that's really a unique thing we did. And we have a relationship to, to water, right? So it's, 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 
it's it's a must do for everybody. And I'm, I will want to encourage everybody. You can just look at our website, drop for drop. Everybody can donate, um, and it's it's pretty pretty cost efficient. This stuff. There's not much uh, not much money goes in the administration. It goes straight there. I have yeah. been there, so I've been going to those places. You know, in Africa. So so my wife is actually from Senegal, Africa, uh, and um, that's where we built as well two wells there. So I, I'm very close to that stuff. So it's not like okay, send some money again, send some money to Africa and see what happens over there. But we have the the coordinates. I've been in most of the wells personally, and uh, mm. Jim is going this year as well, probably with his sons, you know, to show the next generation as well what you can do. Well, you can do good with, <laughs> you can do very good with this stuff we're doing, right? So, very proud of this. I I, lo I love that, and and the 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 theme that kind of resonates through that and the other the, the rest of the conversation is just the authenticity, right? And 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 making sure things are are real and tangible, built upon relationships. Um, you know, again, the can the cannabis consumer, whether they're, you know, a medical patient, been someone that's been consuming prior to legalization, right? Like they, that is different than a lot of other goods. Authenticity yeah. is something that truly matters to them kind of up and down, whether it is packaging and waste, whether it is the initiatives and, and where, where, uh, fiscal donations go or what it is, the products that are being offered to them and the way that it's being offered to them. That is a yeah. word that, you know, authenticity that reigns true throughout this conversation and reigns true throughout this industry. Um, is it, it, you know, for, for people out there that want to get some more information, obviously the web, website, uh, jushico.com. Is there anything else, Dre, that you want to plug before I get you up out of here, man? Yeah, jushiko, important, jushiko.com. Look at all the, it's, it's called, if you're interested in the water stuff, go beyond is the tab. Like you can go through all the tab, but there's go beyond. We, this is what we call it, go beyond. And this is all our CSR moves are, are called go beyond. Nicely, nicely connected with our, the retail brand it, it will be fabulous what we can do when we get started we will have brands like uh with, with with social causes attached to it and all that we have this is this is where you can make a difference not in not in packaging <laughs> so i'm starting up with that <laughs> you heard my opinion about that but that's it like uh, jushiko.com uh we're there and my personal website is neumann vision neumann vision uh, or andreas newman art dot com or Neumann Vision with one N in this case on Instagram. I love that. Well, I'm 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 gonna check it out. I'm gonna check out some of the personal art after this. I really appreciate you uh, joining us on, on this Friday afternoon. Thank you, this man. Is, Thank you, man. This is the North American Weed Tour podcast. We're looking at the best in legal cannabis. This is it for episodes this week. But we be will we call we will be back next week as always. You can check us out Spotify, Apple, wherever you be listening to podcasts out. And then we're always streaming these live on LinkedIn, YouTube, and our Facebook channel. Uh, Respectmarregion.com is where you can find out more information on us. Appreciate everyone tuning in. We will see you guys next time.